that walk that walk. This is Walk and Roll Live. This is Walk and Roll Live. A podcast dedicated to the disabled community, sharing stories of courage and triumph, joy and discovery, and everyday successes and challenges. Now, here are your hosts, Doug Vincent and Eric Aguilar. Hey, hey, hey. This is Walk and Roll Live. I'm Doug Vincent, and Eric Aguilar is here as well. How you doing, bud? Que paso, amigos? I'm Eric Aguilar. Welcome to Walk and Roll Live. How y'all doing, folks? Very nice. Hey, uh, I want to make sure everybody knows we're coming to you from the Aguilar Professional Training Studio. And if you're wondering, because, you know, we mention that every week, we had uh, Suzette from Aguilar Professional Training on a couple of weeks ago, and she kind of gave us an idea, about a 10, 15-minute interview, kind of told us all about what they do. Really, in a nutshell, they, they make business better, right? They make bosses kind of work better with the employees They make employees uh, better themselves, identify what their strengths are, uh, helps them communicate with management, all those kinds of things and just makes them better. So uh, you can uh, l- listen to that interview if you want to know a little bit more. So did you have a good week? Oh, heck yeah, man. I've been coming better and better at Nintendo. We uh, golf with the uh, in-law to be because when we have a lot of free time, we put on the Nintendo Wii. And we either play bowling or golf during the day. It's like a father and son activity. Very nice. Very nice. And and a bit of a workout, right? Because you're actually getting up and swinging. You're not just doing oh, it on yeah. a video game. A tip for all the uh, Nintendo Wii golf pros. One of the key elements to victory is a steady swing. Steady swing. Consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Take that from uh, our golf pro, our resident golf pro, Eric. <laughs> very good. Well, I had a good week. I had a busy week this past week. Uh, first of all, I think I mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, well, maybe right around when we were starting this, uh, that I, I got a pacemaker replacement. I, I originally had a pacemaker installed back in 2012, and uh, the battery ran out, so they they uh, updated me, and I went in and had the checkup this past week, and everything looks good. Everything's working fine, so that was good news. Uh, also... I volunteer for another organization called Volunteers for Veterans Foundation. I'm on their board, and and we go out to a, a local veterans village once a week, and we do a pantry, that kind of thing. And then just we help veterans daily uh, with different things, housing and employment, and, you know, if they need the rent paid or car fixed or, you know, whatever we can do, um, w- w- you know, we can we can help them, and we can do it fairly quickly, too, is the good news. But uh, we went to another organization that we kind of partner with, and that is locally here. Uh, there's something called the Orange Show uh, Fairgrounds or Event Center, I think they're calling it now. And they have a, a foundation, and they have a few fundraisers during the year. And uh, last week was the food and wine at the lagoon. There's a little lagoon at the showgrounds, and they uh, set up a whole outdoor thing and and, uh, you know, they had hors d'oeuvres and kind of a taste of kind of event with wine as well and entertainment. There was a great, there was actually two great bands. There was, um, uh, they were a middle school and a high school band, but they, the, all the music they were doing was like a Tower of Power, uh, you know, that kind of thing, or uh, Blood, Sweat and Tears or Chicago. So kind of a big band kind of thing. It was great hearing these kids sing these old songs that were around. 20, 30 years before they were, they were uh, born, but 
Anyway, great evening. And it was a fundraiser and they help us. We help them. They provide like turkeys and hams when we come to the holidays and we give away a, a holiday meal. So it's the Orange Show Foundation that helps us. So we wanted to, you know, support them and go to that event. Mm. And then also uh, yesterday and today, uh, well, I'm saying this on, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, which it drops on Tuesday. And I know it gets all time warpy <laughs> and all that. It's hard to keep up, right, Eric? But uh, oh, yeah. over over this weekend was a Grand National Truck Show. Now, there's been a Grand National um hot rod show or what they call it the roadster show the the grand national roadster show for years at the fairplex and it's the finest cars they're unbelievable and this the gentleman that put this on john buck i believe uh he, he wanted to do this with trucks so it was all custom trucks and 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 working trucks and all of those kinds of things but also they have a bunch of pinstripers there and artists that you know, the, especially back in the 60s, it was huge. And the 70s, where they would do pinstriping and all the, the graphics they would put on cars. Well, that that art form is still alive with these guys. And and happy to say that uh, one of the pinstripers looked like he's probably in his 60s. And I asked him, are there new guys, people coming along? And he said, oh, yeah. He said, there's a bunch of kids that want to learn how to do. So that was that was encouraging to know. But out at the, uh, the at the fairgrounds in 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 Pomona, which is the Los Angeles County Fairgrounds, uh, they have this big event and they have the artists out there and they're kind of producing a lot of this artwork on site. And then we did an auction and we got to help with the auction and all the proceeds went to volunteers for veterans and uh, probably a good 20 items or so, uh, one of a kind, hand painted items and raised a little over $10,000 yesterday, which was saturday and then uh they they're doing it again today so it'll be interesting to see how they did today as they auctioned off more items and stuff but that was my week it was a good good week uh, all in all so um looking forward forward to a good week coming up you know what i think our guest is uh in the waiting room so uh let's take a, a break right now from the agar professional trading studio uh we'll talk to uh him right around the corner stand by We'll be right back after this uh, after this cup of coffee, folks. Aguiar Professional Training offers comprehensive organizational development and organizational effectiveness services for corporations, nonprofits, educational institutions, and individuals. What they do is improve work environments in key areas, such as performance management gaps, group interactions, morale and trust building, and team dynamics. To name just a few, using a strength-based approach in conjunction with individual or group coaching, all of the strategies have produced significant results. APT also assists with managing change, improving work processes, training, and management of human capital. Learn more at agarprofessionaltraining.com, A-G-U-I-A-R, professionaltraining.com. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to Walk and Roll Live. I'm here with my buddy, Doug Vincent. we got a very cool guest on the show with us today, man. He is one of the uh, pillars of the San Bernardino Rolling Start Incorporated. Let's give a Walk and Roll Live welcome to my buddy, Fernando Albrecht, the fourth. <laughs> the fourth, that's right. 
Welcome, Fernando. How are you? Hey, yo, how's it going, y'all? Glad to be on the podcast, man. You guys, uh, man, you guys making me feel famous out here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll do it. Yeah, it has been a while. So let, let's uh, do a little bit of recap. Just I know from my from what I know, um, you know, uh, when I met you, you were a Rolling Start consumer, right? Yeah, started like a consumer and then volunteered in a way, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you were volunteering, helping us out in different ways. And then I know you were also the creator of the Disability Civil Rights Timeline, and we definitely want to talk about that. And then we hired you at Rolling Start as the ILS, which is an independent living, uh, um, what's it, what's the S for? <laughs> Help me out. Yeah. Independent living specialist. Specialist. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with me? So, uh, and then also a cancer survivor and now on to other things, which uh, I want to hear all about. So let's just start. Uh, and generally we start from kind of the beginning, you know, like where are you from? You're, you're from San Bernardino. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised in San Bernardino, man, all my life. And now I came back over here. So I was in Anaheim for a couple of years, but oh, okay. I want to come back over here too do some work so you're back home yeah i'm over here um kind of by loma linda so yeah excellent excellent so so uh tell us about the early years uh went to school yeah i mean for for me i think the trippy part i love when you guys brought up the fourth because um not that many folks will, will put that on in, in in my name and my parents actually forgot to add that to my birth certificate and also in in, in my um and my records, you know, my ID, everything shows Fernando Olivares. Oh, and I told my parents, like, yo, why did you guys, you know, just do that? You know, and, and they're like, my dad is absurd, man. He has actually the, the asterisk, I mean, not the asterisk, but he has, a, 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 I think it's three, it's uh, two eyes. And then for me, I, I was just like, man, come on, pops, <laughs> like, you know, can you put it together? And then I think that was kind of like the start of like the, the, my situation with with things you know i mean for me um growing in my situation uh man i feel like my my dad wasn't coming to that i lost him in the way to uh you know it's weird to say but man i, I gotta own it now and it, it is what it is my dad became a transgender you know and became a woman in a sense for me um that's what I mean by my dad not being um, a dad, you know, because I didn't know when I was younger what the heck was going on, you know, when my dad was wearing makeup, uh, girl clothing, things like that, you know, for me, uh, it was never talked about, you know, and at a young age, you just see your parents split off, you know, and right. my mom had to change her role too, you know, with, you know, it, it wasn't the mother, like, you would have within, like, yeah, with talk to you have those um you know those, those talks with, with like we can feel comfortable with, with sharing things and yeah my mom's role was just to be a provider you know make sure we got the, our food or our, our roof over our head and you know we, we want to make sure that that we had clothes on our back you know and so for my mom you know it, it's unfortunate that I had those situations kind of come out to me where my parents weren't really a parent role, you know, and then confusion with my dad, you know, becoming, you know, a, a woman, you know, per se. So for me, that it made me kind of like explode into something 
worse with my personal upbringing, you know, because, you know, uh, it tripped me out because first I have a learning disability, you know, but then it's being severe where, I, you know, I, I'm not a good reader, I'm not a good, you know, dyslexia and have all these types of things that, you know, that impacted me in a way for me to, I was a knucklehead, man. <laughs> I would get in fights. I would, I would just be doing the worst things to like get their recognition, you know. Because for me, I, I, I didn't have like folks or family to tell you, like you know, like hey, Fernando, good job, you know, or right. how's it going, Fernando? You know, it was just like man, I had the streets in the way. I had some family members, you know, tell me like about certain things, but like. And even then, like, they were in a, in a situation where, you know, I had kind of family members who were drug dealers, drug addicts, you know, and there's so much of the other things that come out where in my family that I was just, it's really like a place where I can kind of really have that healing that I needed because I still got, I'm going to throw a trigger warning out there for folks, but I got assaulted, you know, twice. Uh, when I was younger, and and for me, um, I didn't know what this was about until getting more in my adult, you know, learning about what sexual assault was about, you know, because when I was younger, I thought this was just something like something sexual, but I didn't know it was like assault, you know, to that level, you know. So, to me, to get the definition and understanding how this situation affected me and how. You know, I needed that healing and got the healing from it, you know, because. So it, did you get, uh, Fernando, did you get some help in in trying to, you know, heal yourself? And later down my life, you know, when I was younger, when I told them about my, my family about the situations, they really didn't like see it for the way it is. You know, I think maybe because I was a male. And, and for me, um, like I said, I didn't have that support where. No, am I supposed to like, you know, go about with my family about like these type of situation? Yeah. If mom's over here busy, dad's over here doing dressing like a woman, yeah. um, doing his own thing, and, and and family over here, you know, they're they were doing their own little things, and so for me, I really didn't have that. Which is not uncommon, right? A lot of times when people report that they're being assaulted, a lot of times the family. Uh, you know, maybe they, it's hard for them to believe too. And maybe that's why they, they react that way. I mean, it doesn't make it right, but, but uh, I, I think it's a fairly common thing. Did you learn that through your um, experience? I mean, for me, I pushed on, you know, where we just kind of like talked about it briefly and not, the, not the first incident because the first <laughs> incident, I, I really didn't have the chance to like get like justice or let people know that, what happened about right. the situation because I was young as heck. I didn't know what the heck was going on with me. The yeah. second time it hurt it, you know, and I felt what this person was doing to me. And and it was a trip because it was like younger people, you know, like and two different genders, you know. So to me, I would thought this person, this female was doing something to me where I was playing games, but when I like got to like my situation, it hurt me and I told my my grandma or told my mom about it. <laughs> they just gave me peroxide and they just told me, "Hey, man, put this on your your thing." And I'm sorry this happened and blah blah blah. And that's it, you know. And I just went on and pushed on with with, 
with the situation, not, you know, thinking it will come back to haunt me, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, and that's remarkable, you know, in itself that you would tell your mother and your grandmother so many times, it, it seems like it goes on for years because people are too af- afraid to tell, or the perpetrator has told them not to tell and, 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 uh, and threatened harm to you or your family. So for you to have that, that courage to tell them, you know, especially after you had already had an incident and, and the news wasn't received very well. So, but that, that's just, I mean, I'm learning, of course, some of this stuff for the first time, you know, I've known you since you've gotten through some of those things. I'm sure you still deal with it every day, but, but it's again, it's even more remarkable the things that I've seen you do. I mean, I, identified you know what an extraordinary young man you were very early you know um even even before i heard about the disability civil rights timeline you know there was just i I can remember there would be grants that would come up for uh you know to travel and go on seminars and things they might have been local they might have been across the country and you'd get that application out and you would you know, you'd fill it all out. And many times you got those grants and, and there were, there were people that, you know, and, the, and I guess in the vernacular of today would say they were haters, you know, like why, why is Fernando getting these, these grants? Well, because he goes and fills out the applications and asks for them, you know, you have every opportunity to do the same thing, you know, but you're, you just want to hate on him because he does it. And you haven't taken that initiative to do it. So, you know, I identified that very early. Here's a guy that's, you know, making things happen. And, and, and I was already impressed without knowing that this was the background that you came from. I knew you had, you know, some, um, some disabilities with your speech and, and all those things, but, you know, even with that, that, that didn't stop you. I mean, there's, you know, how people are, they don't, they don't like to get up in front of a group and talk. So here's a guy that has a, a bit of a challenge, you know, speaking anyway, and he gets up in front of people and talks. I mean, how can you not be impressed with that, right? At I'm least glad, I was. <laughs> I'm glad you're saying that to me because it's 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 coming to a point where I'm I'm like coming out of this, you know, where where I'm kind of giving my whole scope of my my whole uh, story in a way because I feel like there's so many folks maybe like that scenario, yeah. and for me, I want to like be that voice or kind of type of person where they can come to and say like hey Fernando like yo I heard about your situation and so for me like I felt like we can kind of you know be in the same boat or can you tell me a little bit more you know how you went about this one and yeah. so for me I just want to be that bridge now you know I feel like there's so much suffering that I went through I can't imagine what the world is going <laughs> you know and, and I appreciate you coming on because this is you know this it's difficult to do you know um and and that's exactly what kind of walk and roll live is all about is is having people come on with their stories in all of the facets of it you know whether it's the good part and you've overcome these things but even the deep dark parts that you had to come through you know i I think it it's going to help other people so we appreciate you coming on the show and we appreciate you you know, having the courage to, to share your story like this. Yeah. But I was real moved by your story, bro. Cause uh, let me tell you, my mom was a, was, was a single mother too. And my dad wasn't around much either when I was growing up and Hey, 
we were all knuckleheads once when we were kids. I mean, I mean, it's I mean, it's funny I even say this even rhetorically. Who was the knucklehead when they were kids growing up? And I smile at my brother-in-law to be, and I look at him like, you are very lucky that you had a grandpa and a dad to teach you, you know, the fundamental things that you always needed to, that you only, that anybody needs to know, you know, whether it's uh, about being a man or a woman. And I'm going to tell you something that I tell my sister every day, whenever she feels down. It doesn't matter what my, my mama was, and it doesn't matter what my daddy was. What really matters at the end of the day is what you choose to be now. It ain't about where you came from. It's where you're going. Yes, yes, yes. I salute that, Eric. Absolutely. There's so many people that I know, even in my, you know, family that uh, they're defining their entire life by things that happened in the past. And they've, you know, kind of squandered a life and, and Lord knows what's going to happen in the future. But I got to let it go. Got to let it go and and and, and start something new. So. Uh, when did you, when did you start, uh, Fernando? Kind of this this change, if you will, in kind of getting out there and and yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's like when these situations popped up when I was you know younger, you know, I had to. Situations where I see my environment like getting put to me, where where I was like, either I make it, where where I like I I can get out of the situation, or I could be in a deeper hole. And so for me, when I was little, I think I was getting in a deeper hole because you know, as I mentioned, I I, I think my environment you know, put me where I was doing a lot of fights, you know, violence with what was like a key thing. People would, would like look to, to folks to, to be like in power, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I had a role with like to see different crews and gangs, you know, and different organizations that I had to like, you know, want to be a part to kind of like have that protection or have that, you know, per, per se of um, like have that recognition, you know? Yeah, and, so, and, and and that's not surprising. That's not surprising. I think that's that's kind of the dynamic that a lot of people find themselves in gangs is different scenarios, but they kind of lead to that same uh, that same point, right? So, was there a time when you recognized this path isn't going well, and I've got to change, and I've got to start making some changes? Was there an event, or how did that happen? I mean, it, it, it all led to me for me. I was seeing it from like when I was younger. I had a, a family member that told me about like, don't do this because they already told me like, man, don't you see me like doing these things, you know, where, where I'm like, you know, living this lifestyle, you know, this lifestyle doesn't end the way you think it is, you know? Yeah, right. And so for, for me, having that perspective, but like for me, having the, also hurtness so i was being more of a knucklehead than ever before because you know i didn't have that support so so i think it, it went because 
I had this uh, point where, you know, I had a run. I was running a lot of schemes in high school. I had a. <laughs> I would buy candy with fake money, and so I had a counterfeit um little scheme going on there, and and that was one thing I tr would try to like, you know, do like I was like a, a businessman, and then I would like sell um hats, beanies, and sell contraband while you know. Security thinking I was selling beanies and <laughs> and <laughs> the other stuff, you know. So for me, um, I was thinking I was getting away with this, you know. But when people that did me dirty, you know, will squirrel up, where we will have to like figure out where we're gonna try to, you know, steal some things from you, you know. So for me, people that that I feel like they they have some type of things where where I want to go get, I would try to, you know do my way to to get justice you know mm -hmm. and so that was my way of of coming to where that was my conclusion to to resolve those situations but coming to your question it, it all comes where i was having a helicopter chase me um this is tripped out because you know i was doing something you know i wasn't supposed to do and yo i had this situation where i I never thought I, I would feel feeling like that, you know, where I had a bunch of, you know, police officers chase me and I had a helicopter kind of look for me and, you know, and, and just try to, you know, find me, you know. And, and so for me, I, I think that that put me out of retirement, you know, and also um, I was I was I got like recruited. There was some guy that was trying to recruit me into like started selling for him because I guess they heard. That I was doing some stuff for for some other guys, and they're like, "Oh man, we we want scandal too, and we want to tax him because you know he's not supposed to be doing that stuff without our permissions and this and that." And then it was like, "Yo, man, you know, fronts with this type of things." And I had this one teacher from from high school tell me like, "Hey, Fernando, like, did you know that there's a program for people with disabilities that they can get employment?" Yeah, you can you can work a couple hours. You can gain experience, and in my eye, if you do good, uh, what? And then you get a paycheck, you know, for working a certain amount of hours. No way, for real. So, so you you have an entrepreneurial spirit, right? You already were, you know, kind of finding that path, and then just out of that luck, you have a teacher that uh, that says there's this program for people with disabilities that kind of saved your life. Was that a turning point? Yeah, you know, because it, it went to like a matter where where my options were like college, yeah, and, and you know, some support there with like trying to go with financial aid, but there wasn't really like understanding about like what other resources can, can give me like a, a better upper hand with things. And so workability was, was one of them, including DOR, um, Department of Rehabilitation. Um, those programs, I think, gave me a, a big list, and also some other programs I got connected out of high school. Um, Weola Workforce. Um, yeah, I forgot that acronym, but yeah, those youth programs uh put me in the spot to where I'm like, you know, let's, let's let me get to a level where I want to speak to the other kids, maybe Fernando's, you know. So yeah, that that was still ingrained in me when I was you know small when I was, you know, getting on a high school to to point where I wanted to, you know, give youth the understanding how they can utilize these programs 
but also um you know be in a place where where you know they can see it from a youth perspective instead yeah. of from the teachers you know so for me that that's let, what let I me ask you doing. fernando let me ask you real quick yeah, yeah. What, what is your age now I'm 27, but I'll be 28 next. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and I, thank you. And I just, I wanted to let everybody know to give people perspective, because when you're talking and saying, when I was young, uh, you know, I think to some degree, they could probably tell that you're you're still fairly young. So I wanted to give them that point of reference. This is an ancient history. You know, we're talking. I do the same thing. What, tennis years ago? Maybe a little more? that, That you were in the throes of all of this. Man, it feels like centuries ago, but I mean, it's, yeah, 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 I bet. But but yeah, I, I am a pretty young man with all these things happening at a very young age, and for me, I think I had to grow up kind of at a young start of my life, you know. And so yeah, me, well, um, and unfortunately, sometimes that's that's what happens. You know, you have these these negative things happen in your life, but it it it, it accelerates sometimes. You know that process of growing up. You know, you learn things that other kids, you know, that are living more of a, you know, a, a, I don't want to say a regular or normal life. I don't want to say that. It's just that, you know, it's that it's, uh, and, and it's, I don't even want to say privileged necessarily, but like you were saying earlier, you know, you, to the other kids, you know, you're lucky you have, you know, appearance and, and all those things. So just those things that everybody should have really, you know, uh, but you know, we know there, there's other circumstances out there, but when you have to deal with these things, you know, it, it accelerates, I think that aging process and you, you know, you learn things that, that, that help you cope in life. And, and so that's why I think you were, you know, kind of ahead of everybody else in seeking those opportunities. You know, I think there's a part of you that wanted to save yourself. If I can, you know, be an armchair psychologist and 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 part of it is i think there's a, a, a certain amount of luck that comes with it that you have that kind of personality that you did recognize that and you had whatever that spirit was in you that's why i say you know you were you had that uh, um, entrepreneurial spirit in you you know you were already starting to do that with with candy and that could have taken you down a bad path and luckily you kind of got redirected and you can use that spirit for something better. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm just, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, again, I seen my environment come to a place where, where it's going to go to either jail. Yeah. Killed. Um, or go to Mexico, you know, I want to disclose this because uh, I feel like this part I, I really have a hard time speaking about it because it could put me at the point where I, uh, you know, I'm sharing some information. Um, I want to kind of speak secretly about, but I want to put it in cold because the folks that I have down south are some folks that I had people my uncles get murdered because of certain situations and certain things kind of like, you know, become the place where we were like kind of avenge those people's murders, you know? So, yeah. Well, I tell you what, why don't we turn the corner here and let's, let's talk more about, 
you know, once you kind of turn that corner, started doing these things, I'd love to hear more about the disability civil rights timeline that you started and, and what, what, how did that come to your mind to even do that? I mean, um, for me, I got this opportunity where, um, you know, I was doing a lot of, you know, volunteer work where, where I had a lot of folks, um, you know, I don't know, Doug, I want to go back to what I was speaking about, but I don't want to go into that sake if, if that's something I can't speak about, because I know you say you want to turn a turn about, but I don't well, know. I want, I want you to talk about whatever you want to, but I just yeah. was going to try to help you get away from that if you didn't want to, but if you, yeah, no, you, no, you got I, the I floor. Just, yeah, just because I want to go back to my family, you know, and so for yeah. me, I just having all that shit, you know, like. I kill my own shit, but I got molested. I got freaking family members that, you know, don't want to deal with me. I got, you know, so many freaking things coming at me where I'm trying to make something out of myself, you know, and I see family members telling me like, hey, this and this and that, don't do this. And when I have my teacher tell me like, you know, hey, come to this program, check this out, this and this and that, you know, it was like, yo, like, thank you. Because that opened doors where I got the opportunity to to think about some other option. That that shit was incredible, man. Like to a point where where you know I, I didn't think I was gonna get selected to go to Washington DC and learn about disability history. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me when I seen all that history, it was like, whoa, I'm right here next to the White House learning about this this history and this remarkable thing that that I needed, man. Like, because of this shit show of the world that, that I was just like, man, like, people call me dumb, man. People people see me as this guy that, you know, this, when I was younger, I made, I made fun of, you know, and so I had to be this tough guy, supposedly. You know, I needed to be this guy with the, with the persona that, that that needed to be um, machismo in this world, you know? So for me, it was just like, oh, man, like, I'm glad that I can for help you know like for me i never thought i could do that but but the disability world showed me that you know and, and so it's something i, I want to like emphasize man like there's just so many things that 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 was like pressuring me to like do this but there was also those obstacles that are saying like nah man like here's this other option that you can go and so it was like man like I love that they, that I, I got the opportunity and, and like went more with it because I didn't just like learn this history and just be like, okay, well, it, it, it impacted me. Ooh, what, what an amazing feeling. Oh, man, I need to go take this to show this to other high schoolers and so they can see their community within other people with disabilities and also know that there's their part of this history too. You know? So, you know, for me, it was something my my personal things that were, you know, hitting me in a way where, where it was, I was deep in depression mode. I was deep in, you know, so many mental states that I wasn't a good one. But when I heard about these folks and how they had that peer support and that, man, that made me feel like, man, I could be adopted into another family that I've been looking for for like the longest. That is awesome. So, you were already looking for a different way 
And in that part of your journey, you found almost another, another family. Yeah. Cause it hurts being in the sense of like, you, you, you want to go and have that conversation with your pops, <laughs> with your mom, you know, and then be like, mom, like, check this out. I got this relationship with this girl or hey man, I want to talk to you about this, this thing, man, about I'm struggling. Never had that. But when you had people with disabilities, I could just stay. Yeah. But you can feel never. I'm sorry being so emotional, but man, that's all right. It just hurts me to just be in this situation. However, you know, dealing with, with, with being so isolated. Yeah. That's why I told like, man, let's be this this side of the world because man, I can't imagine other scandals and other people who have these experiences. And I'm gonna give them to them because man, let me give them some grab opportunity. Let me let me help them out, man. Let me give them some support just like other folks did to me. Yeah, and that's the next step, right? I mean, you you found this, and then you want to share it with other people so they don't have to feel the pain that you felt. Uh, you know, and again, I'm just gonna read between the lines absolutely. here. And absolutely, it, it definitely it was something, you know. I could put my trigger on this so many different times in myself, but that's saving. I love the this world, the disability world, because you know, with with the, the, the challenges that people face, you know, they have so many ways how they, you know, figure out how to go about them, mm-hmm. or they just give you that, you know, understanding. Like maybe you may not, you know, figure it out, but like yo, I'm here for you. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing. Like, well, I, I, I think that's one of the things that uh, we all learn when you have a disability is you learn to adapt and and have problem solving skills that you may not have had if you know everything was a little bit easier you know so I think we all kind of have that you know it's just kind of baked into us because you know we've done it for so long you know it's just second nature to overcome things by adapting or, you know, coming up with new ways or learning from other folks that have been there before. That's, I, you know, I'm an old guy. I'm an OG and I still learn things from the younger kids. You know, they still have ideas and I'm like, man, I'm taking that one. Go ahead, Eric. Life is a life is just like boxing, man. You can get knocked down so many times, but in the end, you'll always have a choice to stay down or get back up and win the fight. Yes, absolutely. Got to have that art. So, so you know, you get into the disability community, and now um, you have this idea for the timeline, and and you mostly want to kind of share that with youth. You think to to let them know what the history is. Yeah. So I don't want to make this history like just become like a boring history lesson. So yeah. I try to make it in interactive activities and I try to make it like a workshop. And so I try to go into these high school or colleges and, and try to do these uh, presentations. So folks can, can get the, not the whole scope of the history, but just some points where, where you know, there, there were key moments. And also, you know, folks can also know that this, this is not just the history, you know, these were provided you know through this this history you know so the services that you have yeah, you know yeah. play utilize them you know they definitely uh came in the way where where folks later life they 
you know, striped and they did a lot for folks who have access, you know, so, so don't, you know, don't, don't think that these things were just, you know, you've already existed. There are things you need to take advantage of or not make sure that they're still here. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah. That's, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of history is when, you know, if, if you don't study history, you just think these things were here all the time and they're just going to be here all the time. But, you know, people had to fight for them many times. And, you know, just because we have them now doesn't mean they, they can't be taken away, you know, and, and that's why the, the fight is kind of ongoing. That's why, you know, we talk about advocacy so much in this community, you know, because you always, you always have to make sure it stays intact and you have to chip away at, at finding, you know, the new things that we have to address and make things accessible or accommodations or whatever they are, you know. Absolutely. And, and so I think that's why I, I always like have like a, another piece of my, like when I do um, presentations that have an like, advocacy part too, because yeah. advocacy saved my life where when I had my cancer situations, you know, if, if I went with the doctors telling me like, you're, you're okay, you know, with the lab results you're going with, you know, everything seems cool. But like I was still feeling a certain way where I was like, we need to go check ourselves again. Let's do another exam, and that's when they found cancer, you know, in my, my lift notes, and they had to, you know, go do another surgery on me. So, so advocacy, it, it has different ways where folks should should be, you know, utilizing how they use their voice and know how and how to advocate for themselves. Because I feel like there's one thing a skill folks need and, and, and know how to use, especially where, you know, your health is concerned. You know, nobody knows your body more than you do, you know, and if you're not feeling like it's resolved, you know, whatever the doctors are telling you, you know, it's for, it, it's either you can get a second opinion. It's totally within your right. And, and you could be an advocate, you know, be, be vocal, ask for the things you want. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, for me, that's, that's where it's like, I want, you know, these young folks to know, like, so if you go to a restaurant, you know, and you go and you get your order wrong, and then, like, folks, like, are immediately, you know, hey, I didn't get pickles on my burger or something, you know, and, and they're advocating right then and there. But, like, imagine if they, like, use those kind of skills within, like, you know, with, within themselves, if they could, like, go about, like, hey, you know, this and this and this and that, governor, or you know, board or to whoever is higher power, you know, and, and share their voice about certain situations and, and can kind of make a a, a a decision with the bigger, you know, power that's, you know, that, that needs to get changed within certain situations. So I feel like folks should be able to to use advocacy, not just when the cheeseburger is wrong order, you know, but when yeah. the system is messed up, you know? Yeah, man. Well, you know, and a lot of times it's just identifying those things that need to be changed for the powers that be, you know, uh, you know, and no offense to the able-bodied community, but they don't understand our needs many times. And, you know, it takes us to point it out. I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to figure it out. They don't, you know, and I think I've used this example on this show before, but, you know, you go into a, a handicapped stall and the hook is, you know, at the top of the door, you know, so you can't hang your bag or whatever. You can't reach that, you know? So, so even though they're putting in that stall, 
you know, they, they just don't think it through what the needs are for the person who's using that stall. And they put that hook high on the door. A lot of times you see that. So, you know, it's just things like that. And you identify and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we can move that down. You know, so it's, it's so, not like it's going to be a fight to the death every time. You know, a lot of times it's just, you know, sometimes it does. Sometimes it takes a movement. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just, you know, identifying those things and let people know. So, so, so your cancer free have been for a while now. Yeah. It's a situation where we just modern it, you know, where we got to yeah. do certain tests, you know, here and there, but I think it's been six or five years out that I had been, uh, you know this whole scenario um you know when i had it man it it was something uh i wrote a little blog about this um and when i got diagnosed i thought i i thought it was something well before i got diagnosed i thought i was like i played a lot of sports so i thought i got hit in a tesco where it was swollen or i thought it was an std or something you know yeah and so i was just like yo this will go away on its own yeah. And then the other part of me was like, yeah, it's cancer. And so for me, but being you know, a victim of, of sexual assault, it, it was like, man, I'm not going to get seen or get touched again like that. You no, know? so okay. it was something yeah. that, that, that uh, I was trying to like go about it in, in the way where I was hoping this will go away on its own. Yeah. But... You know, I, I was fighting, fighting this other battle with my, my nephews, you know, within, um, you know, they had some, their parents, you know, my my, my, mom, my sister and her boyfriend, you know, do some abuse to them, you know. And so for me, we had to try to advocate, you know, and try to be there for them because there were situations where, you know, it was going out of hand, you know. And so for me, I was going to, you know, thinking of, going about if I'm not here in this world, if I do a natural suicide, am I gonna advocate? How am I gonna support them? You know? So it, it put me in a place where, you know, I wanted to fight this battle, even though I didn't at the same time. And so for me it was a place where, you know, I I kind of just got over the, the matters of my, my my trauma and just had to go and get touched and get seen and, and get treated because you know, for me, I know that there's just big past within my family that we we have so much of this same trauma that gets, you know, recycled from, you know, the great ones to the, the youngest ones, you know? So for yeah. me, I, I, I don't want this cycle to happen again, you know? And so that's where I was like, man, I just want to be there for them. You know? and so that's where I, I fought, you know, and keep fighting. Remarkable courage, my friend. I uh, remember you know. that. That that's that is amazing. I mean, it, and you know, you're you're talking about something that's very difficult, even if you didn't have your history. You know that that's you know at any age that's an uncomfortable thing to to have to deal with. You know, like I say, I'm older and I've had prostate exams, and you know, you, you don't go skipping in there and going, "Hey, yeah, today I'm getting a prostate exam." You know, it's <laughs> nobody looks forward to that, and. You know, so then, but then on top of that, to have the history that you have, but yet to overcome that and know this is the right thing. I've got to do this for myself, for my health, you know, and, and you overcome those things that are kind of telling you to, yeah, it'll go away. You know, that little voice, you know, be like, shut up. I got to go in and get this thing to look at. So good for you. Good for you. And that part, 
of their story is, you know, I think you're going to touch so many people that are hearing this and going to give them the courage, you know, to, to do what they need to do for themselves, for their self-care. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, man. These, these hard things that I'm kind of like coming out about, it's hard as heck to me to like have these conversations with you yeah. because it's, it's really coming into a deep layer that, I don't want to share, you know, but I need to share at the same time because I feel, man, there's just other places out there um, who have either a worse situation or the same situation or a situation of themselves. And they may not know, like, who or where. Um, I'm the only person out here, you know? That's what I felt. I'm the only person out here, but, like, man, no, man, like, I want to make sure folks can have that support and, and that's where yeah. you know my one of my businesses i want to do is, is make sure that we can you know have these gatherings for folks to to have a an activity having um a, a food have a drink have something um you can have a conversation with up here and just just you know, have a good time you know i, I got you i paid this event don't worry about it you know with the expenses i want to make sure folks can, can come to a place and feel welcome and feel like they're at home, you know? And that's when I, I want to create these, these spaces because, you know, man, there's there's no organization I see out there that's really, you know, going and, and providing a support that I want to provide. And so that's why I feel like see that there's just so much messed up situations that people have in their lives but if they can kind of have a a peer or somebody they can talk to or they can just you know have an activity that they can just you know relax you know have a good meal and i feel like that that can kind of like ease people's worlds from the real world and find some you know comfort maybe but then solutions from folks who maybe have those scenarios and stuff too yeah. So that's where I feel like I want to create this this place where, where people are you know, not so much of a hurt, you know, or feel bitter about certain things. And so that's where I feel like it's 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 my turn to kind of give it where people can come and enjoy themselves and don't even worry about the little things because I got you on the expenses. Don't don't worry about these things because. I want to make sure you and your family or you become a family of us because you deserve, you belong, you're going through something. We got you. Yeah. So is that what you're working on now? So, yeah, right now we're we're trying to um, start up a, a LLC business, but then later on we're going to do a nonprofit with that organization. So right now I'm applying to some grants. <laughs> no surprise. Good, good. Of course you are. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm not trying to go for loans or you know, I feel like there's a lot of money out there that people want to do yeah. to help folks out. So, you know, I want to make sure I go through the route where I can kind of, you know, have a good support with with um a, a good funny stream of money to to keep these outings for folks to you know, because I'm thinking of going to hockey events. I'm thinking of doing a speed dating event. I'm thinking of, like, doing some unique things that people never heard of. 
and they have a good old grand old time, you know, with, with being here. Because yeah, there's, there's really not here that much things in San Bernardino County that I'm seeing in other counties that's around us. And so for me, I want to make sure that there's a little piece that folks can kind of come and have that enjoyment because there's not that many things around here. So, yeah. Well, my money is on you. <laughs> me too buddy me right too. right so well so are you are you working with an organization now to um work on some of these things are you still doing your timeline are you still you know what, yeah. so so for my business part i have a a couple of consultants that are helping me out with um like how to do a business plan and how to go about getting these grants um so for me the business that I have is called Speak for Hope. And then my nonprofit in the future is called SoCal Posse. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And so Speak for Hope, we're trying to do, um, you know, these presentations about um, workshops with advocacy and then incorporate the disability timeline. I'm actually thinking of getting, um, hoping this happens, but I'm not sure it would. It's a disability uh history on wheels so it's like a museum but in the rv i'm not sure if you've seen it y'all but it's uh it's pretty cool uh, i'm like man i'm thinking of like getting that and, and hoping folks can can see the better you know view of the history and so you know the other thing i want to do with my service is be a life coach well i think your uh your life up to this point has qualified you for that a lot yeah, man, especially with the resources I, I've been able to kind of understand with the systems that, that I help people with. So I feel like my independent living philosophy and also a disability um, advocacy part, I feel like it, it incorporates more than just my skills. So I think I can help people out with a little bit more than just, you know, becoming a normal life coach, you know, per se. Well, we definitely will keep an eye on you. And if there's anything that we can do to help you, you let us know if you want to come on again at some point and talk about how things are going or, you know, you're going to launch them for real and we can help get the word out in any way we can. We'd love to do that. Um, you know, thank you for coming on and being so candid and talking about some stuff in a public forum that you may have never done before. We We appreciate you opening up your your heart to do that and hopefully it's helped some people and, and hopefully it'll help you to talk about it as well in a forum like this so we appreciate that and all the best uh in in luck going forward yeah you know i definitely want to support you guys you know so hopefully you know by me doing this maybe do like a little commercial or something or or you know get get a little podcast you know because i'm thinking of a you know, getting some consulting skills from you guys to let me know how to how to do it from. Well, I, I tell you, you right off yeah. right off the bat, the the best way you can help us right now is you know I know you have a, a a sphere of influence. You know, with all the people that you work with and help. You know, just put the word out about the about the podcast and and have them listen and like and share and do all those things. And if there's anybody that you know would love to share their story, we'd we'd love to hear it if it can help more. The more stories I think we can tell, the more people we can help. So that's what we're all about. Throw those comments on the on his social media, y'all, because I know we got some folks maybe interested, or or if not, let me know. 
if I should do one, you know, if you think maybe this guy over here, like, man, I want to see his own podcast. But yeah, definitely. I, well, the, you on that. the short answer would be yes. I think, you know, it would help you. Um, But I think you've got a lot on your plate right now. I think I would kind of get, you know, the organization set up running, you know, and then start to think about, you know, getting into all that, you know, getting into a podcast, you know, cause that, that's quite a bit of work. And it sounds like you're, you know, you're very busy, but you've got people around you, you know, and, and, and look to those resources, especially with the, you know, that age group, even younger than you, that is just so fluent in all of the social medias. And if you can get somebody to volunteer and help you get the word out about what you're doing, that can only help you. Yeah, what you're doing that's, what, that, that's why I got the sense taste over here, man. You guys are doing it big. And that's why I hope you guys keep continue mm-hmm. uh get more guests and, and you guys uh, keep rocking with, with what you guys are going because, man, what, how many episodes are we at or what season? Uh, we're like at uh, 20-ish, something over like 20? that. Yeah, been doing it for three to three to four months. I lost track, yeah. And then you got funny streams helping you this out too. Paid advertisements. Yeah, yeah. A few, a few. You know, I, you know, I kind of want to get a little bit more under our belt before we start. You know, and have more to offer before we start looking for uh, folks to support. And you know, I don't, I don't want to close the doors before they were even open. You know what I mean? But you yeah, know, man. if anybody's listening and you want to support us, we're definitely Please. we're open. <laughs> we're open to it. Yes, you take pieces too. <laughs> All right, we're gonna let you go, Fernando. Again, thank you very much for spending time with us. We appreciate it, and it uh, won't be the last time. Trust me. Oh man, I, I got, brother. Yeah, yeah, man. I got a meetup coming up uh, next month at Cal State San Bernardino. We're gonna do work, a world course. So if anybody interested, we got that going on. We got some other meetups coming up later on. So check me out. And uh, muchas gracias to you guys, man. Again, you guys are doing some amazing work and, and you guys are terrific hosts to having me on this. Thank podcast. you. One last thing, any event that you have, you make sure that you let us know and we'll, you know, we'll talk about it here. I can put it on our website, walkandrolllive.com, you know, all that. So, you know, we've, we tell people every week, you know, if you've got something that you're doing event that we can help get the word out on. So we'll say it to you as well. Man, you guys very accept my pesos yeah, because I got to make a commercial. We'll be back. We'll be back right after this on Walk and Roll Live. What does that do, folks? <laughs> I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. <sighs> hey. <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to Rock and Roll Live. I'm here with my Doug, my Doug Vincent. What's up, Doug? Man? How you doing, man? Good. Um, that was unbelievable. You know, I've, I've known... Uh, Fernando for ooh, at least five years or so and heard a lot of his story, but had not heard all of that. And I just feel honored. And it was a privilege that he would come on here and share, you know, that much of his story. So we appreciate it. Hopefully, you know, it will help him. First of all, I think there's so much healing that comes from telling stories like that. And, 
you know, there's just something about getting them out. Or I don't know really what it is, but it, it really can be helpful. And hopefully uh, people who heard that will get uh, some benefit out of it as well. So thank uh, Fernando Absolutely, very man. much. It's like with the previous guest that we had, I seen a lot of resiliency. And let me tell you, when I look at him, I see a hero, man. Mm-hmm. That, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and looking forward to see, you know, what the future holds for what he comes up with next. That's going to be awesome. So uh, you, have, you have anything coming up? Uh, always ask that question as we're wrapping up. Well, I got nothing much going on this week, but I do got to hurry up and get going on this article for the uh, Statewide Self-Advocacy Network newsletter. It's mm-hmm. due in uh, December, just in time for Christmas. And then I got to finish up this uh, slideshow on autism awareness for this uh, organization we had on previously, uh, Center of Information and Innovation Incorporated. It's the last requirement for me to become an accessibility leader. I just got to do the show, set up a time and a date, and then get the show rolling. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, you got a couple more certificates this week. Didn't I see you post some things? Oh, yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. One of the things about me is that I never stop learning. I knew I'm that. I'm always up to learn something new and looking for anything that, that can share from my skills because I don't know if uh, people can call me crazy in this one, but I've always believed this for as long as I can remember. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you can do. And at the end of the day, I realize this all the time. It's not about what I really, what I could do, really. It's about what I can do for others. Yeah, I like that. So, what what were the two certificates you got this week? It was uh, mainly uh, law enforcement training for uh, law enforcement officers and people with disabilities. The knowledge is uh, sharpens the officer's skills on how to uh, interact with people with all sorts of disabilities as they come across them in their daily uh, shifts or duties. Because this is very, very, very important. To this day, a lot of officers and organizations are trying to get on their feet and learn all they can to uh, be not only better officers, but to be better uh, advocates for people with disabilities. Awesome. You know what I I learned here a week or so ago, and we already had kind of this whole month scheduled, so we're not going to be able to do anything this month, but it's disaster preparedness month absolutely right and so but we'll we'll do something let's do something in october I, it'll be a little late but still I, I, you've got you here as our one of our hosts and you've got so much expertise in that area and i thought maybe we'd have uh, sarah ray from rolling start on uh, and between the two of you we'll just have uh, an entire show about uh, not, not only disaster preparedness but of course disaster preparedness where it pertains to the disabled community, right? Because let me tell you, I'll give you a small preview about disaster preparedness. When it comes to planning, it's just like pizza. Everybody loves pizza. I haven't met nobody who didn't like pizza. And even though everybody likes pizza, everybody's pizza is going to be different, you know? You're talking about pizza and you're making me hungry right now. (laughs) I'm just saying, not everybody likes the same kind of pizza. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Hey, coming up next week, uh, Safety Powers is going to be on. Oh! <laughs> Those are, uh, th- that organization has been brought to us from Eric's many, many contacts. So we're looking forward to it. We're going to have a whole group of people. We're going to have five or six people, I think, on with them. So I think it's going to be one of the biggest groups we've, well, I'm sure it's going to be the biggest group we've ever had. So that'll be uh, interesting to see how we handle all, all that 
So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Walk and Roll Live. Thank you to Aguiar Professional Training for sponsoring our studio. Thank you for Eric for being here every week. Uh, any comments or anything that you'd like to share with us, uh, please uh, drop us an email, warlive at walkandrolllive.com. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your acquaintance. Just scream it in the street. Walk and Roll Live is available everywhere. So uh, go ahead, uh, go forth and live your life limitless. That's right, folks. I'm Eric with my buddy, Doug. That's the way the cookie crumbles. It's time for some fajitas. We will see you later, folks. Walk and Roll Live is heard around the world at walkandrolllive.com, Podbean, and Spotify. Like us at facebook.com slash walkandrolllive. You can email us at warlive at walkandrolllive.com with comments, observations, or whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind. Have a topic you'd like to hear or a guest you think would be great for the show? Let us know. Look for new episodes every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening.